I didn't understand. Did all men secretly want their women promiscuous and emotionally detached? Question mark. And if I was really having sex like a man, why didn't I feel more in control? Hello, 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 and welcome to this week's episode of the Imaginary Movie Podcast. My name's David. I'm Sam, also known as Mr. Big. <laughs> and a real Miranda, we're also joined by Joe. Hello. This week, we watched 1998's totally targeted at men uh, comedy drama, I suppose, uh, Sex and the City, um, which is you know quite a notorious uh, intellectual property these days. Uh, thank you, Joe, for suggesting this at the end of our previous episode. I was going to say, like, I, I would like to just like add in a bit of a claimer here, this disclaimer here that it was a joke, uh, but it kind of backfired on me. So anyway, and then it unbackfired on you, Joe, because like you know, I actually had fun with this. Yeah, I mean, it's 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 definitely not the worst TV I've ever watched, which kind of surprised me. So yeah, absolutely. So lightning fast here. Um, have any of us seen this before? So up front, I. I'm only aware of Sex and the City uh, through cultural osmosis, which is an imaginary podcast movie term we use quite a lot in terms of, um, you know, it's why everyone knows the plot to Citizen Kane, despite, you know, a very small fraction of the population having seen it. It's, you know, it's why everyone knows Grease, the musical, despite not necessarily having been aware of the original material. It's it's things bleed through in, in, in comedy and in in other sort of like, usually TV these days, in other cultural ways, so that you're aware of them. And Sex and the City is a perfect example of that show for me. Um, yeah, I probably have something quite similar. Um, I have seen bits of this before. My lovely wife, Nicola, who was planning to be here today, but is otherwise um, busy right now. But she, she, She's watched all of this through and is is kind of a, like, she's, she's liked the show, but I wouldn't call her necessarily a fan. Um, and there's a, there's there's lots of this that she's not really that keen on. So it's that's the lens that I view this. And I think I probably, in a very typical man way, thought this was a, a girly show for girls. But actually, in watching the first um, couple episodes, there there is a little bit more here than perhaps meets the eye. And, and you can see why this um, really struck a chord with 1990s America and beyond. Uh, I mean, I'm pretty much similar to Dave. I've I've seen absolutely none of it. Obviously, aware of it through kind of other shows and and just kind of the the big kind of well-known show that it is, but never actually seen any of it. So yeah, um, first experience by but by all means, yeah, it's not as bad as I kind of anticipated. You know, couldn't help, can't help yeah, going I mean, into it just... thinking it wasn't isn't going to be something I was going to enjoy. But actually, it's it's not. It wasn't actually anywhere near as bad as I thought it would be. Yeah, and I think that's the sort of like the takeaway. I mean, up front here is that we all kind of we all kind of didn't hate this, and I know that's obviously like a low bar, but <laughs> we'll get into that a bit more. Mm. So, Sex and the City. Um, I'm going to keep saying that because in my mind, I honestly could not have told you a week ago whether it was Sex and the City or Sex in the City. Me too. Exactly, um, I'm exactly the same. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, Sex and the City uh, aired in 1998, uh, and it was uh, based on a book of the same name. And the pilot episode, confusingly, is also just called Sex and the City, um, which is, is lovely and difficult to Google. Um, so, Sam, uh, we've talked, we just said up front there, I think you and I both watched the first two episodes. I'm not certain Joe did. Uh, no, I just watched the first one. Right, so we're going to touch on the second episode, and it's, it's kind of relevant, because we talked before on, on, on the pilots about sometimes 
when a, a pilot is shot, a lot changes between the pilot and the main series. And this is definitely like a premier example of major, major changes being made after the pilot. Um, and so we watched the second episode as kind of like a repilot, which is also a term we use a willy and a nilly whenever we feel like it's applicable. Um, so up front, we're just going to talk about, about this first episode, but we'll also talk about the second episode in the series at large. But... As usual, can I have a plot summary? Sure. Four female New Yorkers gossip about their sex lives, or lack thereof, and find new ways to deal with being a woman in the late 1990s. Um, and I think that's it's, 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 a, it's an interesting show, and I think it's a show that maybe now suffers from um, kind of like eating itself a little bit. And, and, and in 19- it's, it's a really, really <laughs> egregious example of flanderization. Flanderization, yeah. That's what we, we talked about last night as well. And I think some of these characters really, really turn into caricatures of themselves. And that's basically what flanderization is. And I think that through the first episode, and, and, and you mentioned that distinction between the first and second episodes and the continuing series and the movies, which we'll get to, um, but but there's there's a lot in here that's very very different to, I guess that flanderized view of what this show has become, and that's we talk about the picking up the you know from the pop culture. I think that's probably what we're reacting to, and our like instinctual oh that looks rubbish. I think is maybe the cultural reaction to this super exaggerated version of the show. And mm-hmm. the first season, um, and from what I can read and, and, and talking to Nicola as well about it, I think it's the first season is like the pure version of the show. And after that, a lot of the characters become, you know, very different to, to how they are initially. And that first, that distinction between the first and second episode, I think is, 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 a, is a great thing. And as a repilot, I think it's a great example of where you get something that starts off being at one level and moves to a totally different level, and not necessarily in a bad way, just in a very, very different way. Uh, and, and I'm not sure we've no, we've no. watched a show that's done that quite so extremely um, as, as as this it's, one does. It's a very extreme example of 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 a you know a change between the series and the main. And sometimes we don't talk about that because sometimes a pilot is you know very much in the vein of what follows, and and you know this is maybe like you said the most extreme example of when it doesn't. Um, so in the plot, a bit more obviously. It's a. This is a twenty-two minute. Um, it's not a sitcom. It's a comedy drama. I believe is the, is the. Oh, sorry, a romantic comedy is the. Um, is the sort of like the tagline for this, which is a weird sort of genre that, it's very vague as to what bloody fits into this <laughs> at all, because um, in a lot of ways this is like a sitcom, but it is, in yeah. this twenty-two minute episode we are introduced to to our to our four main characters, and and probably. Um, and even I, having not seen it, know that we're introduced to the, the big love interest in the very first episode and a few sort of ancillary characters that come back, I believe. Yeah. Um, so Carrie yeah, I think they actually, they actually do a really, really good job of that as well, I think. The, the, the introduction to the characters is really well done. And the Sarah Jessica Parker, sort of the entire her, her narration of the episode is actually, I think, really pretty well done in that first episode. It does, it does a lot of work in this first episode while still being a quite like tight and watchable episode of TV. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, and and not I don't I don't want to list all the characters, but Carrie Bradshaw, um, played by Sarah Jessica Parker, is obviously the protagonist, and um, she's based, as you mentioned, Dave, off a real person called uh, Candice Bushnell, who wrote a column for the New York Observer in the mid nineties, adapted that into a book, um, and then that book was turned into this HBO series, 
and I think Candice Bushnell wrote um, as Carrie Bradshaw, obviously CB being the same initials. And there we we really see like that that is a lot of this the story, especially in the first season. I think comes directly from her columns and and from her experiences, and that's quite interesting. And I think it's you, you've you know you've got to again viewing it in the context of of mid nineteen nineties America. Um, this is it's probably quite an authentic show and quite real you know quite quite interesting about I guess rich white women <laughs> because the, you know there's not much diversity beyond that. But it does it does have a like a core of truth, I guess, of, of where this comes from, and, and that's maybe the thing that distinguishes it straight away. That you're seeing real experiences and you're seeing this coming from a real person, and from there, <clears throat> all of the other stuff kind of hangs on to that really nicely, I think. And, and as you say, Joe, we go through the characters and we get to see all of these relatively realistic portrayals of of people and especially women which i think is a you know a good thing and, and in the 90s was something new and different and i yeah, must just say like all every single one of us our first kind of reaction to it was that it doesn't look like it was shot in the 90s though um the it, 1890s it, it, yes <laughs> i mean my, my thing was like it looks at least 80s like at, at, at the very kind of uh, it, it really does look quite dated um, this is the worst looking pilot we've watched yeah um, I think far and away, like the worst quality. I think the Seinfeld pilot is is shot better than, you know, it's shot in higher definition than this. I'm assuming we're not um, including the uh, Star Trek in the pilot uh, mention because <laughs> uh, original series Star Trek probably isn't quite as good as this. But ah, other than we, that, haven't, yeah. we haven't done the pilot yet, Joe. Mm. Well, we haven't done the pilot. No, we'll get there. So we'll therefore, there. therefore, Joe, it doesn't exist in the, in terms of this podcast. <laughs> so we'll talk about the production a little bit. Yeah, I think in a little, just a while. What I want to do, as usual, is maybe talk a bit more through the plot, just in a little bit more of a sort of detailed manner. Um, so a big thing in this first episode, and it's important, and I mean that importantly, is in that kind of like lovely late 90s, sort of early 2000s way, um, it's quite brave. There's a lot of breaking the fourth wall. There's a lot of voiceovers. You know, the vast majority of this episode, uh, the Carrie Bradshaw character portrayed by Sarah Jessica Parker, is like stopping in, in, in the middle of the street and like turning to the camera and addressing you, the audience member, which is kind of like weird for a primetime show, mm. um, especially in 98. And, and I really like it. And But obviously, this does not continue in this way. We still get the voiceovers, but I think that we no longer get breaking the fourth wall after this first episode. Mm-hmm. I mean, you probably know more, Sam, well, so I'll we, pass over to you. Yeah, we, we, we get a little bit. We get a little bit. There's, and there's, there's the occasional bits where they have someone talking and then their name at the bottom. Um, but there's a scene. There's a scene in this first episode where we just get. I mean, it's like seven or eight different people who who basically are monologuing about how they can't, you know, can't find love in New York or something. Um, and I think that I I know what you mean in terms of I, I like Carrie's bit. I didn't like the other stuff though. I didn't like the interventions from the other characters. I thought it was very it, jarring. It felt like a. It felt like a you know a poorly made documentary to be honest. Yeah. Sometimes. Like yeah. you've got the because you've got the two men, haven't you? Like two scumbaggy men are like, and you get them a couple of times. Mm-hmm. Of like they do little monologues about how they're men and they're sexy and women should do as they're told, which yeah. is kind of like it's serving a purpose, but ultimately it's just kind of distracting from the actual episode. Was it to so have one of these guys do this in such a forced way? Yeah, one of them literally sort of says something. Oh, if they want to get married, why don't they marry a fat man or something like that? And it's like. Mm. 
Yeah. Okay then. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, it's it's kind of like the worst, the best, the worst example of like toxic masculinity and like yeah. these these men, and, and that's kind of what it, what the show is trying to underline. Yeah, that that's what they were, they were going for that. Yeah. yeah, that 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 toxic masculinity is is a big is a big factor, and I think it is reacting to you know the the eighties nineties male psyche, I guess. Yes, the, the previous <laughs> two thousand years. Yes, correct. <laughs> yes. just two thousand. Only two thousand. I'm pretty sure it goes back longer than that, Dave. <laughs> as as we know, I'm a devout Christian, and therefore the world started two thousand years ago. <laughs> but there's, I think there's there's a real there's a real there's a re- there is a real sense of. I think this being something fresh, and um, we had obviously characters, uh, shows that had had just female characters predominantly, but I think this this did break something a, a, a new ground in terms of the relationships between the the characters, and we see quite um, it's it's quite affectionate and it, and it, they're very close. I do think though that you, that is something that that you see later on in the show. You see that in the second episode versus in the first episode is much more about Carrie and that ensemble feel. I don't think is quite there. They're all they're all doing independent things and Carrie's narrating it. Whereas I think maybe the 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 the, the kind of sisterly love that you get. Um, and is a big part of the show isn't something that really comes in this first episode. It's much more about Carrie, and then we see there's a real there's a real edge to I think this first episode. Yeah. It's trying to be, you know, that these these people are very sort of nihilistic, you know, and they're very like what's jaded. They're very jaded characters in this first episode, and and well, kind of you mentioned on. how it looks, and I think I think that's a great representation of, of it looks like a thirties noir film. It really, it really does. does. He, yeah. He's and go on, Joe. Sorry. So even even like the kind of the talk over and the way that they do it, it's not just the looks and, and, and like the way it's actually with the narration things. It, it, it's almost entirely like a thirties noir. And the smoking. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> There's so much smoking in this TV show. God, I want to like, smoke which, right now. Honestly, though, <laughs> smoking is fantastic. Don't smoke. But you know, I think we forget in 2020 when in this country, um, smoking in like bars and restaurants and pubs and things was banned in 2007. Yeah, and you know, this is now twenty-two years removed, and I think we forget that, you know, everybody used to smoke. Yeah, <laughs> and and how cool it is, and how cool it absolutely I still, is. It's still cool, Sam. Yeah, you know, in, in, <laughs> still cool changed. smoking. <laughs> Don't smoke. <laughs> but I think just 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 to go a bit of the background, so I think that distinction between this initial episode and that that noiry feel. I think really, really is pronounced, and the reason that I think that that changes um, is interesting as well. So uh, Sarah Jessica Parker, obviously, you know, quite a big star at the time, and, and was and was you know taking on this project, um, but was very much aware, I think, of the other opportunities that are available to her. So she she signed on with this for HBO, and I think she filmed the pilot, watched it, and then kind of like freaked out about how she thought this was going to destroy her career um and and i think was was really quite strongly trying to 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 not work i think the the quote i'd read sam was that um she said to hbo she'd do three movies for free if they let her out of this contract crazy crazy which and, is you know, insane like any yeah. three movies like that she'd do for no money if they just would let her not do this TV show. Yeah, yeah. I think I think it's I think there's things that she didn't like 
Um, she disliked the poet saying, I hated the look, the clothes. I didn't think it worked. And and I think that I, I kind of know what she's talking about. I kind of know what she's talking about in this first episode because I think there's so much of it that is, it is quite jarring and it is a little bit more edgy and noiry than than I think you'd expect from it's a little bit more experimental I think for 98 yeah know? yeah but but calling back to our um the UK office episode I feel like there's there's quite a lot of similarities between that and this in terms of the way it's shot in terms of the sort of feel it's going for it's trying to make you feel just that little bit uncomfortable you know and I think it's intentionally shot to be quite badly lit mm-hmm. and everyone's always smoking and, and and there's quite a lot of ugliness in this first yeah. episode that, that they've obviously cut out and what, they're going one, for that intentionally to make it look more realistic yeah one example i think is how mr big um played by is it chris north i think who yeah. i know from the good uh wife who plays who i think he's great <laughs> he also plays a scumbag in that yeah he does <laughs> and, and he in the car in the car at the end he he, he winds down the window and, and i can't remember what he's responding to but he says apps fucking lutely she um, Carrie uh, says to him, um, says we and we never find his name out in this episode. She says, "Have you ever been in love?" Yeah, absolutely, absolutely, and the driver pulls away. And I think that I think that's a good example of where later on, and I might be wrong about this, but later on, I think the character doesn't have that same. Like it's just, I think that just for me, like typifies a lot of the differences that that you'd see. Um, and in the second in the second episode, you, you you just that edge is is lacking a little bit, and that's not necessarily a bad thing. And that's why I think I, when I say that she was right, I think if if they'd made the show based off of this pilot and and they'd followed this um, th- this this theme, I think they would have had a very very different show, and I think the show wouldn't necessarily have connected to the people that it needed to reach. I. I think, and we said that we were talking about this the other day, and, and I think that if this show had been made based on this episode, I think, number one, it would have only gotten the first the first 12 episodes run. I don't think this would have been renewed for a second no, season. No, I don't think it would have at all. Um, and I think we would look at, back on this as like this this weird experiment HBO had, this weird, <laughs> like, and I think there would be this would be a cult show, this like noir-y sort of, um, you know, uh, feminist orientated, uh, you know, show about sexually liberated women in New York and I think I think the conversation would be very very different to what the show eventually became and I'm not saying that's for good or for bad what mm. I am saying is that if this show had been made based on this pilot I would have fucking loved it because <laughs> this and is it... exactly my sweet spot this is exactly the kind of show I enjoy a little bit weird quite dark dripping in noir you know that's kind of my jam and you know who could have said if what history would have given us if we yeah. if we got on that version and that, that's the kind of thing with it, though. And, and as you say, it wouldn't have been, probably wouldn't have been anywhere near as successful had it been like that, because generally speaking, that kind of noir feel kind of almost has like a shelf life in some ways. Yeah. Um, after sort of like 12 episodes, I think most people of that style of thing would be kind of, <laughs> there's probably only so far you can go with it. So well, I think. It's a hard, it's a hard, you, you're absolutely right, Joey. It is a hard. Um, genre to maintain. I mean, another example of something similar would be like Veronica Mars, and and even that, you know, they they sort of struggle sometimes with. After that first season, they struggle with like a reason for being, mm-hmm. and I think this show would have been the same because with under that sort of cloak you, you of of noir sort of setting, you really need like a something the show's striving for, and once you've gotten past that, you kind of like all the wheels have fallen off from what's happening. Mm-hmm. 
Some of the other. Um, sorry, go on, Joe. Sorry, I was just going to say with the like the fourth wall and constant breaking the fourth wall bit. Um, it actually reminded me an awful lot of Fleabag. Um, so sort of like yes, the similarity yes, sort of thing. Because um, that does that an awful lot. Uh, and then also Scrubs is kind of bits with the narration and stuff that kind of reminded me with the Scrubs as well. Um, yeah, that, that's a good. Well, I think Fleabag is a good comparison. That really is a good comparison because it's it's that real. You know the other thing as well. I think this is maybe newer than than Fleabag was, but it's like an unvarnished view of what women are actually like. That's what it's going for. Mm-hmm. Now it is written by a man, or or, or, or show run by a man. It's nineteen ninety eight, Sam. Come on, yeah. we can't have everything. Darren, we can Darren have a show about women, but a man has to write it. <laughs> Darren Starr, who who created um, Beverly Hills nine hundred two one zero Melrose Place, um, and and this, and so you, you know, like you can. You can kind of you can kind of think, oh well, this is a good stride forward for feminism, and then you realise most of it's got a bloke behind it. But I think that it, it is trying to like expose this is what women are actually like. That's what I think the this, this show is trying to say. Whether or not it does that, I'll leave to. Um, I think a more... it's definitely the success of the show that this show appealed to women, and there's a reason that us three men have never sat down and watched this. It's because you know. In the pop culture, this is a show that women love and men don't understand. Mm-hmm. I think on a on a basic level, it was, we we also aren't the target audience. You know that we're not the ones that it would aim for in the first place. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's no, no, totally. This isn't for us. But, yeah. Um, you know, I think I think that's a shame. I think it's a shame that especially in like the nineties and the you know the the aughts, there was especially when we were young. It's kind of like there's a stigma attached to watching so called like girly shows. Um, I saw a friend last night, and I mentioned that oh, I've got to go home to do my podcast homework, which is how I refer to uh, to watching things for the podcast. And and I said, oh, I've got to watch Sex, Sex and the City. Um, and he was like, oh, that sounds gay. And I was like, that's such an like an alien reaction to get nowadays. But like, is totally what someone would have said if if I'd said in two if I'd said in two thousand and seven, oh, I'm going to go home. Uh, Sex Sex and the City's on. Uh, I would have gotten a chorus of gay. To be fair, you say you say it's strange now. It really isn't. That's still kind of probably the predominant kind of view. Oh, definitely. But yeah. I think you know we, we we're older and we've kind of insulated ourselves amongst um, and people do this amongst similar thinking adults, and so you don't come across it as much. <laughs> you mean you mean you two and Ross? Wild. Is that what you mean? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Yes. Only only people who will consent to do a podcast with me. <laughs> my only friends. And and even me reluctantly. Yes. Um. <laughs> yeah, consent's a tricky issue with Joe in the podcast. We'll, we'll address that in a future episode. Yeah. But I, I think I think there is there is there is that sense and and of it being a girly show. And I think that um, and again speaking to Nicola and and getting some of the context that I kind of lack in watching the whole of the show, although I have watched some of it and I have watched the movies and I'd like to just touch on the movies a little bit. <laughs> That's, that, that sounded dark, Sam. I have watched the movie. Yeah, well, it is. Uh. I've, I've watched the second one and, oh boy. But there's... There is... <laughs> How would you follow it, Sam, without watching the plot of the first one? <laughs> I, know, I know, it's so difficult. But, but the, it, it's that real sense of of this show not being for us and this target audience not being for us. But I think, it, but I think what's interesting, though, is in, in this pilot... It really challenges that, and 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 as you say, Dave, you are interested, and you do want to know. And I think, as much as that's probably us being a bit older, a bit and being you know less stupid as well. But you 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 are interested to see how um, her story kind of pr- progresses because the the key kind of element of this episode is Carrie trying to, as you mentioned your quote at the start, Dave, Carrie trying to have sex like a man. She's trying to 
she's trying to like rather than um rather than 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 say well all men and women should should be equal and they should do things in a way that's that's fair and equal between genders actually what she's doing she's trying to she's trying to kind of subvert and challenge the the patriarchal view of what how women should be and how men should be by saying actually no i'm going to love him and leave him and it's gonna and it's gonna that's I'm going, going i'm going to have sex like a man yeah that's that's her sort that's of going her. to empower her it's it's, it's it's kind of challenging and again let's not go into the kind of deep feminist theory about this but i think there is there is some really like that's it's, it's an interesting idea in the context of where it is in 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 the 90s and like the context of feminist thought around then i suppose but i it, it does yeah, I'm not sure how successful that is, and 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 as and as I mentioned, as the show progresses, I think it it does become more flanderized. And what they do is they lean much more heavily on, you know, the fashion, the handbags, and 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 that's not necessarily a criticism of that. Not not to say it's bad, but it's to say that it's different to this, um, this pilot. And yet, I think there's a go there's on. a very good reason for that, Sam. It's a it's a it's a very it's money. Um, is mm-hmm. is by you know we've talked you've mentioned that I think the first season is is it finding its feet and I think you'd said that the second season is quite well regarded as like a really quite good look at admittedly rich white women in New York in the nineties, um, and what they do after that is they discover what's popular they they find they they nail down what the public wants and they give it to them and then the public is violently sick from too much of it. Mm, some someone and this happens. Loads of things are guilty of this. I think, you know, Scrubs, we mentioned earlier, definitely guilty of that. Like, they found out exactly <laughs> what the audience wanted and they gave them far too much of it, you know. Oh, yeah. And this is why so many series sort of, like, have end on sort of, like, a, a down note is because... They go on far too long. Basically. They become too self-involved. And I think Sex, Sex and the City is very much of that vein where, where, you know, by season six, I think we're so far removed from the original intention of the show because actually what we've done is fall in love with these characters, not mm-hmm. us per se, but the public at large. Just what they've done is fall in love with these characters, so what they want to do is see these characters in funny or comical or dramatic yeah. situations. Mm-hmm. And, and just to pick up on the kind of the whole thing about how, you know, the, the feminism side of things, if the four main characters in it um, were actually men and it was the other way around, it would just be kind of seen as fairly normal. You know, men going out basically trying to have sex, you know, there wouldn't be that whole thing about it. Whereas there's kind of that image that women shouldn't be doing that almost. And that's kind of, I suppose, what he's trying to challenge. But, yeah. you know, if, if, if it was four men who were doing the same things they were, it, there wouldn't be the same sort of thing over it. I think it's really no, true. Definitely. And, and, and there, is, there is a thought-provoking sort of like stamp viewpoint of this. And admittedly, it was, again, it was written by a man, but it does star four women in, mm-hmm. and it does kind of like subvert some of the things that you expect it to do. Yeah. Like at no point during this pilot or the second episode, which I watched, do any of these women break down and like need a man to help them? And <laughs> that's kind of refreshing to see. They're strong. They, they, know, are, they, they are, are strong, very, very independent, strong, independent women in their yeah. 30s and 40s as well. You know, they're not they're not like teenagers and they're not which which I think is kind of what you get a lot of now is teen dramas. And that's the lens through which expressions of femininity have to come, come through, you know, rather than necessarily. These are like successful, established women who are rich and white. <laughs> but but mm-hmm. but, you know, there is still there is still um, some kind of some represent, representation there, even if it isn't particularly intersectional. 
um which i think is good that but you know the, the criticism though is that it turns into um oh i just can't get a man i just need a man and and that's i think what happens in in the second season and beyond is is you really and speak again speaking to nicola and, and other research it's it's really about i think that that disappears the movies to come to come back to that the move the my god <laughs> sex and city you're you're our expert on the movies so i hope being shit. the only one who's actually seen any now, of them can i just say something i from probably another podcast or maybe maybe even a tv show i seem to think the plot of that second movie is that they all go to like the middle east or something yeah and apparently it's quite racist. And... It is It is insane. So there's a scene at is, the end is it, of the Is film. it The Hangover? Is that basically The Hangover? Yeah, kind that, of. That kind of, topic. except yeah. it's... Is it The Hangover? But, but they've got tits! And, and <laughs> lots and lots of money. So there's a scene at the end of the movie where they go... They're being chased um, by a, a bunch of men. I think they're in Saudi Arabia. And the men don't like what she's doing because, you know, she's not... I don't know. I mean, it's just... It's just really bizarre. She's throwing condoms at them and stuff. And she runs. She runs in. I mean, we're laughing. Yeah, they, they run into but, a yeah. like a warehouse or something, and inside there's loads of there's loads of women, and they're you know they've got kind of kneecaps on and stuff, and and eventually they start taking off their their clo- their 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 kind of dresses, and they're revealed underneath to have Louis Vuitton. Uh, 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 dresses on and handbags and heels and they're reading <laughs> do the sex and the city girls solve um solve female rights in the mid-east they 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 know they don't do that but what i think what they, they they're going for just and it's just it's just insane it's just insane honestly it's really worth looking on youtube just a total disregard there's a scene where i think one of the women's is married is is jewish she's got a jewish last name or she's married to someone who's a jewish last name and she uses a maiden name um, because she's in the Middle East, and obviously that would be bad. I mean, <laughs> honestly, it's just bizarre. I think I think that's that, and 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 some of the stuff in between. But it really culminates in like the absolute flanderization of this show, um, and turning. I suppose it into that's an interesting that's... comparison, isn't it, to this quite you know reaching and maybe experimental and slightly edgy pilot we've got compared to that is just yeah the other the other aspect i think and this is something that nicola is was would be absolutely spitting feathers about is how like horrible and and uh annoying carrie becomes um in in a really really like in a way that is is quite extreme there's lots of stuff about you know this is one of the most unsympathetic protagonists in 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 tv history um i think there's the worst character in the show her quote her brightness and self-absorption eclipsed her redeeming qualities and even her awesome <laughs> shoes glamour magazine says and i think there's lots and lots of stuff about how that the, those characters really really changed into you know snippy self-righteous man manhattan snobs as opposed to um as opposed to you know how we start yeah how we start which is actually someone who's who's is confident and is able to con- principle yeah and, and have yeah. agency but also vulnerable in their own way and, and that's interesting it's interesting and to see someone that. who's something of an outsider as well yes it's certainly so, established in this first and and the second episode that that carrie and her friends are, are kind of like not not outsiders is maybe the wrong word outliers you know they they, they are you know wealthy 
unmarried, you know, never been married women in their thirties and forties, and and you know they're they're quite consistently shown to be maybe immersed in a in a social life that where not everyone is like you know they they're in the minority mm-hmm. you yeah. know there's a lot of ri- rich single men but there's also you know a lot of couples and a lot of younger women they're not conforming are they they're not exactly they're not conforming to what they're supposed to be doing which is to be settling down to be you know going to the suburbs leaving manhattan and and again it's such a it's such a ludicrously narrow view like i don't know who's watching it and going oh that's just my <laughs> that's just like my life like who's doing that? <laughs> I think well, certainly not. Certainly, Sam, it's not corporate lawyers working hundred-hour weeks, um, or art gallery managers, or I guess Pete Carrie's character doesn't really exist. No one makes money from print media anymore. <laughs> she, maybe she, in nineteen ninety-eight. She she literally has one job as columnist. I think she maybe writes books, but like she is. She com- does a column a week. She's like, unemployed. It's not as even hell. a day. It's not even a daily. You know what she's doing right now? She's working on a WordPress. CMS, um, to having to tag images to upload to her, her her fifth freelance job that day. I thought you were going to say, and then she starts her shift at Starbucks. Yeah, honestly, honestly, <laughs> it, it it is just so crystallized. It is just so crystallized. Nineteen nineties and pre nine eleven, or in fact, Twin Towers. Bill in, Clinton is in the White House. Yeah, um, Twin Towers Trump in the credits. Power reigns supreme. Oh wait, that hasn't changed. Yeah. Um, there is a Donald Trump joke in this very first episode. I think we should have a um, ongoing thing. Maybe I can create some kind of um, uh, some tr- Trump horn, <laughs> <laughs> some sort of fart noise Donald every time Trump. we mention the president as yeah. Donald Trump. The, but because you really need to drag that note out, that last one. He 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 shows up everywhere in nineties. I mean, I think about like Home Alone when he's in Home Alone yeah. too, and you just get so many mentions of him, and now. It's like it's almost like complimentary because he was quite funny and urbane and like. Yeah. Man- well, in this episode, um, I think one of the characters, um, Miranda, or maybe or uh, one of the one of the, Charlotte, or perhaps uh, the other one I can't remember the name of, uh, <laughs> says to Carrie, "Oh, that's um, speaking of Mister Big. Oh, yeah, he's like Donald. He's like Donald Trump, but um, richer, more successful, and better looking." Yes. It's um, it's Kim Cattrall's character, whatever she is, Samantha, I think. Samantha, is that the one? that's the one I couldn't remember. Yeah, yeah. Well, you are, yeah, that's what I thought. Well, let's hope that after, if anyone's listening to this after um, November, then we don't have to talk about Donald Trump anymore. But we'll see. Vote Biden. Vote <laughs> Biden. So I think yeah, this is this this is one of those shows that I I I, I don't think I'm going to carry on watching. I don't think it's a show that's necessarily for me, as we've discussed, or, and, and for us. But but I do think there is there is you know, and I, I come back to that thing of like where's the truth that you're trying to uncover and discuss and, and, and examine and that's what this show i think is really is quite good at and this pilot definitely it's 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 examining something that is very very different than necessarily was that we'd seen before in 1998 and i think even now it, it it's trying to it's trying to um it's trying to show female characters trying to show women in a way that is is maybe um not very conventional and as we said it's they're not conventional characters they're all a little bit older they're all outsiders they're not conforming necessarily in the realms of white new york um but still and and just to, <laughs> upper class white you white new york white, yeah and just and just to compare just my final thought is in the second episode we see carrie meeting up with a 
a um is it, i think they call them modelizers or something basically men who just want to have sex with models that's that's their thing oh, so, so all men yeah uh <laughs> no no i will discount myself in that but the but but oh i'm sam and i'm married <laughs> i wouldn't have sex with a model <laughs> but what what, what they what, what the guy ends up that that he's been filming without these women knowing filming himself having sex with these models and i think the the the, the character the character of carrie in the first episode would have like challenged this and would have been outraged and would have done something about it and in the second episode where i think the the, the again the show's been changed everything's kind of shifted gear a little bit everything's brighter everything's you know her hair's different actually she just sort of goes huh oh well and but you do wonder you do wonder if maybe maybe that's a symptom of like that was a bit of the script that was left over from well, no. I, what I think it is, changed, what I think it is, is that they're going. That scene was maybe something like you said they would have addressed, but that in the second episode, in what Sex and the City becomes, it's not something they want to talk about. It's not something they want to address, other than like a sort of a funny non sequitur. Yeah, I, and I think maybe we're we're also looking at it from twenty twenty, where we've got much more, you know, well, hopefully a little bit more woke than we than we were back then. But I, I think what it is is that. <laughs> It, it, yeah, they didn't want to. They didn't want to go down that street. And I think maybe if they'd carried on, it would have been about challenging that. But actually, because it's kind of fun, because it's kind of titillating, they just carried on. And I think that you can see the thread. You can see where we're going and the direction all the way to Sex and City Two, the movie um, <laughs> from from that second episode. But good pilot, you know, a bit rough, but good pilot, yeah. and and definitely one that is very worth. It's worth watching just to see that contrast, I think. Joe? Uh, Joe, thoughts? Yeah, and I guess my, my point of view, like from just from what you're saying and kind of bits again I've kind of looked at, it sounds as though it, it always becomes the show I imagined it to be after the pilot. Yeah. Um, again, I, I, I pretty much, I, you know, saying I enjoyed the pilot would be maybe a bit strong, but I certainly didn't dislike it. Um, and I think it does a really, really good job of introducing you to the show. Um, and again, if it was if it was something that carried on in the same format, it's it's something that you know I don't plan on obviously watching any more of it. But if it was something that carried on in that format, I certainly think it would be something that I could certainly watch more of. Um, and yeah, it's just kind of almost like they've decided to go down a different route. And I get that. I guess that's because it, not just because they decided to change direction, but also probably because you know they needed to go down the route that was going to be most successful, and the route that was going money, to make them the money. Money, 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 money. Yeah. Money. They, they, so I think you know they had to kind of make that change, and you know they did it for for, for financial reasons and popularity. Um, and you know they've been proven correct because you know look how big a show it is and look how successful it's been. Um, so. And isn't that all that counts at the end? How much money everyone made? Yeah, I mean, sell, sell your sell your soul, you know. Who cares? I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't even go that far. But uh, my opinion is actually probably going to be the most positive. I actually really enjoyed this pilot, and I even enjoyed episode two. Uh, I was interested. I was engaged. This is well-made television, which you know we don't always say when we watch a pilot that was doing something different enough. That I wanted to keep watching it, and and I maybe I'll think about an episode we've done recently, King of Queens. Didn't do that because it was so trite and well worn that I, you know, I wasn't really really feel like I was missing anything. But in watching this pilot, and like I said, I would really love that first season in an alternate history that they made of Sex and the City, and then 
never anymore because I think that would be a really interesting show that says a lot about the way that rich white women in Manhattan in the nineties, you know, maybe were and and even the show that we did get and that that does exist, um, you know. I, I maybe won't watch anymore, but like I'd certainly consider it. I think there are worse things to be doing with my time. And, and, and you know, I, I'm kind of upset that there is that social stigma against men watching so-called, like, girly shows. Um... Hey, I, I, I watched all four seasons of Heroes, Dave, so I really, really can't judge. So Exactly, exactly. Keep saying that joke. And honestly, those last three seasons of Heroes are dog shit. But... Um, <laughs> But you know, Sex and the City, as I'm sure, like it becomes that meme. It becomes that that show that that we thought it was. This this isn't this first two episodes is not that, and I think this is quite you know a really strong pilot. And you know, great, watch it, enjoy it. If you enjoy this, then fine. Um, and I'm I'm kind of right there with you. Uh, so it's always nice. It's always nice to have your opinion proved wrong, and and I think it's you know it's an important part of why we do a podcast where we talk about 22-year-old TV programs in my I think, detail. I think all, I can, all that's left to say is we, I look forward to uh, you guys doing uh, Sex and the City 2, the movie, uh, as a review. So, Absolutely, that's fair. Uh, <laughs> see you there, Joe. See you there. <laughs> so, uh, that was Sex and the City, and um, we'll all find our Mr. Big one day. Wink. Look forward to it. So... Absolutely. Um, the man of my dreams. So, next week, we are going to watch continuing in the vein of, um, of 90s American uh, TV. We're going to watch The X-Files. Brilliant. Look forward to that. Uh, which Spooky Mulder. Spooky Mulder, uh, which is a show that I am confused about. <laughs> uh, and we'll be back with that. Goodbye. See you later. Bye. Yeah, I guess it was a lot to unpack. Like we couldn't talk about all of the sex and the city things. I know I keep saying that really weirdly, but <laughs> yeah, it is really it's weird. Great. Sex, sex, and, sex the city. and the city. It's like you're a fucking robot learning to speak. Honestly, it's because I'm sex confused. and I, the I city. I think if I say sex in the city, it, that sounds just like sex in the city, which is where the fucking confusion stems from. I mean, it's, it's, it, it, it still makes sense. Sex in sex the city is what they were doing. Lowercase you know? n, the city, would have been a much better title for this programme. <laughs> sex in the city. Sex und. Um, sex und. <laughs> sex dot.